1: Slimball shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: Welcome to our number two of the Rob Carson Show. We've got uh, plenty coming up, including Anthony Raimondi. He is a social media influencer and a contributor in uh, Gays Against Groomers, and he's speaking out for the majority of uh, people who are LGBTQ against the uh, nonsense uh, that's going on in schools with regard to the sexualization of children and uh, transgender BS, and a new study out about the number of kids in the United States uh, that have uh, expressed an interest and uh, gone down the gender change role and how uh, Europe and other places that have tried it are realizing the horror of it. So we're beginning to kind of uh, begin to see a turn with regard to this woke nonsense perpetrated by the class of 1968. The moist dream of the class of 1968 to destroy us, to tear down America, and uh, reinvent it in a uh, Maoist um, uh, manner, which, you know, Barack Obama talked about. You know, fundamentally changing America and all that. But he's going to join us at the uh, bottom of the hour. I just tweeted uh, today, I tweeted, oh yeah, I'm so cool, I tweeted whatever the hell. I just put it up. Uh, the reason why, the only reason Ronald McDonald was retained at the RNC chair, <clears throat> despite 85 opposition, 85% opposition, from voters is uh, to defeat Donald Trump as the 2024 candidate. This is why she's asking uh, candidates to sign a loyalty pledge, meaning if, uh, you know, if you're if you not the candidate, support the other candidates. And she wants Donald Trump to sign that, and they will do their level best. If they didn't do anything, think about this. The RNC did nothing to support Trump candidates, even though Donald Trump in the midterms was like 219 and uh, 7 as far as the number of candidates he supported that won. And it states, <clears throat> excuse me, got a bubble. I hate bubbles. Anyway, uh, like uh, Car- uh, Carrie Lake. What the hell did the uh, did they, uh, RNC do for Carrie Lake? What are they doing now for Carrie Lake? So don't trust. I, I don't trust Rodney McDaniel, not one a little bit. You don't either. You, you, know, you, you don't either. And, and we had her chosen again, despite 85% of Republicans saying, no, 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 we don't, we don't want her. We want Harmeet Dillon. Harmeet Dillon is smart, you know, lawyer. She's brilliant. She's, you know, what? I didn't even say biracial. I could have. I don't even care. But Harmeet Dillon uh, was, was, I think, going to kick some butt. But they had a big RNC convention. They went out and they stayed at a resort that you and I can never afford. We, we couldn't only dream about it. And they wined and dined and did other things out there. And they decided that Ronald McDaniel was going to be, and by the way, she is, of course, Mitt Romney's niece. Let's not forget that. Little nepotism going on there. But uh, uh, Donald Trump's going to be the candidate. By hook, by, crook, by hook or by crook. Ronald McDaniel, by hook or by crook, will try to defeat him. But I don't think it's going to happen. We're going to get into uh, the uh, response in East Palestine. The president stumbling and bumbling through uh, excuses for not being there. And, and uh, I will tell you that I really believe that uh, Joe Biden screwed the pooch. With regard to uh, his response to East Palestine, going over to uh, going over to Ukraine, I think he really hurt the support for what's going on in Ukraine, and he really made people realize how little the D.C. DC swamp cares about the uh, flyover country, because all we are to them, and I'm talking about even even in non-flyover country in the burbs in uh, you know California, New York, and whatnot, they don't give a rat's damn about the average people they will not go out of their way to help you unless there's something politically advantageous to doing it that's why they did nothing for the people in east palestine those are the deplorables those are the ones that literally in that same area uh... barack obama said these bitter clingers who cling to their guns and their bibles that's who they hate So we get to all of that in a minute. Let's go to John in uh, Sykesville, Maryland. Hello there, John. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today, man?
3: Rob, Rob, great show. Thank you, buddy. Think alike. Um, You you know, with Rona Romney Rhino, the head of the head of RNC. You know, when trying to get him to sign that contract, I would bring that contract to the first debate and rip it up. Yeah, it sounds like legal entrapment to me because. You know, that, that question sounds so familiar. Didn't Hillary just keep pressing and pressing and pressing the 2016 election? You know, mm-hmm. she knew she was going to have a big steal going on. Yep. And then you, you got to concede, you got to concede. And given their track record, let's see, you know, you've know, broken water main break and this and that. Uh, no, thank you. I, I think we'll wait to see how the race is played before I say it was played fairly.
2: Yeah, I, I don't trust them as far as you can throw them. And considering that this woman was elected by the RNC against the will of uh, of the voters, of GLP voters, uh, 85% of them said they wanted somebody else, and they did it anyway. And that, to me, points that they want to do the same thing like they did in the Senate with regard to uh, to uh, 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 McConnell being the uh, the minority leader and keeping him there. But fortunately, there were 20 Republicans who said screw that in the House and said Kevin McCarthy, the only one we're going to put him and we're going to rubber stamp him. He's got to do what the people want. And and so you've got, they had a little victory with, against our will with Mitch McConnell, and they did it again with Ronald McDaniel. I'm going to tell you right now, Donald Trump, do not sign that pledge. It's bullcrap, because you're signing a pledge with an organization that literally wants you not to be the candidate, and they will do everything they can to prevent you from being the candidate. There's only one problem. There are about 80 million people who say, uh, screw you, we want Donald Trump as a candidate, John.
3: Yeah, the ten percent are trying to force their will on the ninety percent of us. So
2: exactly what it is. Man. Be very
3: exactly. careful what you see over the next, uh, you know, six eight months or year. Or I
2: whatever. Know. Well, listen, we you know you know as well as I do that we have our radar up. Uh, we we can smell fraud. We can smell malfeasance and 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 like for instance with this uh, big news today about uh, the the lab in Wuhan creating the virus. All of us have known this for two years, John, including you. So this isn't some big hallelujah moment for people with common sense and knowledge who've done a little bit of research.
3: You know, Rob, I'm a very positive person, and I'll never stop fighting. But Amen, bro. I'm going to tell you when the, two, when, the, when the 2020 election was going on, and it was about a week or two before, and Hillary made the comment, "Not one state is to concede until I say so." Friends of mine, they called me on election night, and they said, "You're going to stay up and watch the election?" And I, and I went out and put my flag at half mask and I said, "No." They're going to print up votes for three days in Pennsylvania and they're going to print them up for 10 days in, in North Carolina and they're going to steal this thing with fraudulent votes. But the thing that surprised me that really got me was three days came and went. Donald Trump won Pennsylvania so much they had to keep printing and I was so surprised. Why didn't the police go in and say, put your damn pencils down, stop cheating, stop bringing in ballots. But
2: they had no. They had no. Uh, they, numbers, had no you know? uh, they had no. They uh, had no legal uh, reason or, or ability to, to do anything. The police were not involved yeah, at all. Yeah. But yeah, there was a bunch they of crap. dude. We never you know, we know what's going on. Hey, John. You know why I think the 2020 election was stolen? Dude, I'm stupid. Because <laughs> I'm not I stupid. Love that Thank story. you, Bro? And
3: then when oh. you brought on Lou Dobbs, I love that man. And they, they oh, yeah. thats another one they castrated. And they're going after a lot of our patriots and, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, suing them. So uh, just be
2: brave and keep preaching. All right, bro. Thanks for Love the phone call. Do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to Steve in uh, Chestertown, Maryland. Steve, welcome to the show. What's going on, bud?
0: Uh, anyway, uh, you mentioned Paul Ryan, and I just got to cut it to the quick. Right after Donald Trump was elected in 2016, he got on his Trump plane. It was the day or the day at, two days after, and he went to Washington D.C. And it's on. You can you can check it. It's on uh, YouTube. And when he met Paul Ryan the first time, you look at Paul Ryan's face. He is—he's not congratulatory. He's rather stoic. He looks scared, like, "Oh my God, what happened?" Ryan, yeah. I questioned him ever since that. He is not loyal to the Republicans. I truly wonder if he is a plant.
2: I don't doubt that one a little bit. I, I actually, when uh, when he was originally got to Washington D.C., I thought he was kind of a new generation of a uh, Republican. But he's he's a he's a swamp dweller. He's a he's a uh, traditional establishment Republican, and he doesn't realize that uh, the party is no longer that party. It's a different party. Donald Trump changed it. We're not going back. Steve, I appreciate the phone call, man. I appreciate the phone call. I um, like I said, I, um, I just know in my heart. <clears throat> that Ronda McDaniel the reason why she's still the RNC chair despite 85% of Republicans saying they wanted somebody else like Harmit Dillon is because they have a target on Donald Trump there are a lot of people in Washington DC uh, that that are uh, very wealthy they they do not like the apple card upset but we're not going back uh, what we've seen in the last couple of years, and you can you can blame this on Donald Trump. It, all of the uh, the exposing of the uh, the pipeline between uh, governance and big pharma, governance and big tech, the the uh, the palm greasing that happens in Washington D.C. The fact that the seven out of ten of the richest co- counties in America surround Washington D.C., even though they don't build cars there, they don't have any steel mills there, they don't have any chip manufacturing places there. Uh, it's all government. It's all your money. And if you can get on. Uh, uh, the the board of directors of this the seven trillion or ten trillion dollar company, then that is uh, that is the best thing in the world, and that's what a, a lot of and Republicans and Democrats they look at it as being board members on the the the, the most valuable company in world history, and they can direct the company's resources, your tax dollars, to their cronies. And they'll send some stuff home to get their name on a bridge and get them reelected. But by and large, your money goes to pay for bullcrap, re- enriching a lot of people. And I can say all sorts of things about, I don't know, 120 or 100 whatever billion dollars to Ukraine, more than the Russian military budget. In a country that has always been known as the money money laundering capital of the world, to the despots and to the oligarchs of the world. All right, so that's what I got to say about that. On the way, going to talk a little bit about East Palestine. And, uh, and some things we learned about that. Then we're going to move into this new data, which is a no-duh, which says that... Uh, and and it'll, the, the evidence will become so overwhelming, it'll be no longer deniable. And what will happen is the mainstream media will make the story go away that the, the, the virus came from a lab in Wuhan, China. But we aren't going to let it go away. And we want those who covered it up, those who created the virus, paid for the virus, we want them to pay. All right, we want them to pay. That means money, that means charges, that means jail time. That's what we want. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: The left has been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right, it's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's The Rob Carson Show.
2: you get the chance, check out the podcast, will ya? It's uh, growing by leaps and bounds And you can find it at uh, Newsmax.com slash listen. All right? So we're on uh, nationally. about 40 radio stations nationally and we do take the podcast uh, the radio show and we make it into a podcast every single day so if you missed it you can listen to it in uh, one hour bites actually we divide the show into two by, uh, two segments some you know sometimes less than an hour sometimes a little more and uh, just go to newsmax.com/listen to uh, subscribe you know apple podcast spotify spotify we're on there too um, and uh, yeah just check it out i think you'd uh, i think you'd enjoy it i think you would and share with others if you wouldn't mind let's talk about east palestine Let's set it up with a little rock and roll, baby. Come on. Old school. East Palestine. Mm-hmm. They're ignoring you. But mm-hmm. new. East Palestine. Mm-hmm. Joe's ignoring you. Just he went to Ukraine because they don't give a damn about you. Despicable, deplorable, whatever. The Democrats didn't seem to care. Mm-hmm. Trump said he was going there. <laughs> <laughs> a load of crap from
4: the EPA saying, okay.
3: Mayor Pete tells you to fly a kite. Says he'll come
5: when the time is right. East Palestine They're ignoring you. East Palestine You know that it's
2: true. If you ain't Martha's Vineyard, they got no use for you. (laughs) East Palestine Joe's response was late. Is that because You're in a red state. They've abandoned you. Let's hope it seals their fate. Yeah, uh, that is Jim Gussett, by the way, two S's and two two T's. Uh, And I mentioned, I I really think that that Biden has screwed the pooch on this. Because he thought that perhaps, uh, you know, you call people like when he was in front of uh, Independence Hall and he called uh, Trump supporters uh, uh, MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy that uh, people would hate. People would hate. Everybody would hate. As much as the Democrat Party and the RNC hates uh, Trump voters, he thought that it would make a difference. Well, we don't see it in that, uh, in that lens. We look at it as people who are poor, who live in, uh, by uh, limited means in a little town that, that everybody forgot, and uh, it's a mushroom cloud appeared over it, and the president chose to go to Ukraine, and nobody paid a damn bit of attention to East Palestine. Nobody did. And, and people get it. People absolutely understand that the elites in Washington, D.C., the swamp dwellers, don't give a rat's behind about people uh, who, who are in need in our country, unless there's some sort of political payoff. Unless there's some, that's why they didn't go after uh, you know, those who uh, blew up the country in 2020, summer 2020. That's why they didn't go after them, because they didn't see any, they didn't see any political payback for it. They didn't see it would benefit them in some way, shape, or form. Meanwhile, a whole hell of a lot of people suffered. A whole hell of a lot of people died. A whole lot of people lost their businesses. And the DNC could give a rat's behind about it. This is NBC's Kristen Welker this weekend. Talking about, uh, you know, hints of Joe Biden made a real mistake by blowing off the people of East Palestine
6: but I have to tell you privately some allies of the president are concerned that he hasn't been there yet and they're saying he needs to go but I've pressed them over and over again are there any plans for the president to go and they say there are no conversations about that they reiterate what you just said we were on the ground within two hours of this crisis happening we've gotten all the resources there that are needed and I do think big Picture, there's a question. Optics are important when you're dealing with a crisis like this. There's no doubt about that. We learned that during Hurricane Katrina, for example. The question is will this backfire on President Biden if he doesn't go?
2: Oh, it already has, and it's too late for him to go, by the way. The uh, UK Daily Mail reported to Saturday night that the EPA ordered Norfolk Southern to pause the cleanup of the toxic train derailment that happened on February the 3rd. They claim that the stop will be temporary. Federal authorities have ordered a temporary halt in the shipment of contaminated waste from the site. (laughs) you <laughs> Uh, Region Five Director Deborah Shore of the EPA said Saturday the agency ordered Norfolk Southern to pause shipments from the site uh, that happened on February the third the derailment, but uh, vowed the removal of the material would would, would come uh, very soon. Currently, 102,000 uh, gallons of liquid waste and 4,500 cubic yards of solid waste remain in storage on site in East Palestine. I uh, wouldn't even begin to cover the number of uh, the amount of human waste or, or human waste the, of toxic waste that's in the groundwater. That's going to be seeping into the groundwater. This is President Biden saying he couldn't remember whether he talked to the mayor of East Palestine. So, do you plan to travel there, and have you talked with the mayor? I, I, I can't recall that. I
7: don't think I've talked to the mayor. I've talked to everyone else there, and I'm multiple times I've talked to both the senators, both, uh, both governors, and I've talked to, uh, to everyone there is to talk to. And we
5: made it clear that everything is available.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what people in East Palestine are saying, by the way. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. And again, I want to share this and I, I'm still looking. I believe this person is a uh, member of the Ohio uh, legislature on CNN, a person of color talking about the response uh, and the lack of response by the Biden, uh, the Biden, <laughs> the O'Biden administration. Just one more
4: point yeah.
0: for the neoliberals who say that the residents of that area deserve what they they are getting because they voted for President Donald J. Trump is, is abhorrent. Mm. This is about poverty. This is about poor working class white people who are enduring some of the same things that poor working class black people endure, whether it's Flint,
2: Cleveland. Let me just tell you that the, uh, and, and everybody uh, I think knows this, that the experience that uh, uh, black, poor blacks experience is very similar to the experience in America with regard to uh, white people. Uh, very, very, very similar. Uh, but the other day, the white people, they're all racist, whites are Oh, shut up. No, they're not. They're people in need, all of them. And they're all ignored by the swamp.
0: Or Jackson, Mississippi. And so I want to lay it out, that the cultist behavior in politics right now, it is a sin and a shame that when people are suffering to this magnitude, you got people who will fix their mouths, to quote my grandmother, to say that they are getting what they deserve. What they deserve is clean air, clean food, yep. clean water. Yep. They deserve relief, both in the short term and also in the long term.
2: And the the reason why uh, black uh, inner city poverty is ignored by the Democrat Party is because Democrats know that those folks will folks those people will vote Democrat reliably no matter what abuses they uh, incur with Democrat leadership they know it but that's beginning to turn as far as poor white people are concerned they just think that they're gonna be Trump voters and they're deplorables Hillary Clinton called them that and so they don't give a crap if they die or not and honestly challenge me if you don't believe that because uh, I got evidence and history on my side All right, here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
8: Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows, and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs.
2: Hey, guys, it's Carson. Are you looking to protect your money from Biden's America? Yeah, me too. Well, right now, you can get up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last just by taking action in today's uncertain times. That's exactly why I have partnered with a great company, GoldCo, so you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. Goldco is a six-time, 5,000-winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last if you call them today. Qualified callers get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Don't pass this up. Not while companies are laying off workers by tens of thousands and Chinese spy balloons are drifting over our country consequence-free. Protect yourself from Biden's America and see if you're eligible for up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Here's the number, eight five five seven three five thirty seven forty. 735 3740 That's eight five five seven three five thirty seven forty 735
1: 3740 for Gold Co. Here's to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through. It is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: So I guess we're going to see some of that January sixth video, hopefully maybe starting Today uh kevin mccarthy gave all the video a good share of it actually to tucker carlson i'm not crazy about giving it to one journalist uh because uh, you know with great power there is great responsibility we all learned that from uh, spider-man didn't we so uh, i would have rather seen it uh, distributed to uh, all media uh, although we know that ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, NPR, PBR, whatever, they just lie about it, and cover up the truth. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, Anthony Raimondi is a social media influencer. He's a contributor to Gays Against Groomers, and uh, he's been on the show before, and we want to welcome him back. Anthony, welcome to the show. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing great. How's everybody doing today? You know, things are good, and I want to tell you something. This is something I've been saying for a while. You tweeted that uh, the gay community is making people hate them. And you were talking about a a pastor being removed from uh, a library where they were doing uh, Drag Queen Story Hour in Canada. Um, I do agree that this movement has overreached and hijacked a movement, but I don't think it's going to make people hate gay people. I think it's going to make people hate the radical LGBTQ movement, but not gay people, because I I love gay people. I have no problem with gay people. I never have. But I'd like to hear your thoughts on the overreach and and how the gay movement seems to be synonymous with this radical LGBT uh, sexualizing children stuff.
0: Yeah, look, I I know that there's many people who have accepted the gay community. We've come a long, long way. Trust me, I I see the love all the time. Uh, but the, the lines get blurred when, you know, mama bears and papa bears start getting kicked off because, you know, there's a drag queen at their school or, you know, there's things that are going on at drag bars uh, that are inappropriate for children. And I think yes. what really has happened is it kind of woke up the sleeping bears. So those who maybe didn't really agree with or like the community before, are more prevalent now, right? They're coming out in full force now because they have ammo. Well,
2: where are you, say, where are you saying this? Where are you saying this? Because I, I think when you, when you speak like that, and I'm just gonna be honest, I think when you think that response is going to happen, you are, uh, you are underestimating the tolerance of the American people. Sure, there are some lunatics out there, some people who have always hated gay people, but I don't think this yeah. is gonna cause people to hate gay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it,
0: look, this is just from talking to fellow LGBT okay, people that were like, you know, listen, like, we, we came a long way. We did a lot. Yeah. We, just, we just don't want it to
2: be tarnished. All yes. the hard
0: work that we did.
2: 100, one hundred one thousand percent one thousand percent this clearly is a I think a hijacking of the movement uh, and I like that I did a story this week I did a meme this weekend on Twitter and it, and it shows uh, the the uh, three gay people at a uh, gay men at a pride event and for some reason I don't know why uh, gay pride means dressing up like a dog in uh, crotchless uh, underwear and and chaps and a leash do you see that that at, at a heterosexual event, I don't think there's anything proud about it. And then I put a picture right below it of a, of a gay couple with an adopted child. And I said, wouldn't you be more proud of this? Yeah. Well, look,
0: I said this. Uh, I can't, I'm i 38 now. I came out when yeah. I was 18. And I said this back then. I always say that, you know, the media will never show me and my husband with our child just watching a parade. They're no. going to show the experience dream right they're going to show the drag queen that comes out with dildos and yeah. looking like you know sexual circus clowns
2: that or wear it, wearing wearing pasties and a g-string in front of children and and having a six-year-old come up and put a dollar bill in your g-string i blame the parents as much as that by the way
0: oh i do too and this is this is a that's a great point because i always say where <laughs> where were the parents because what yes. parents had to drive their kids to these events right yes So we have to start holding those parents accountable, too, just as much as maybe, say, the drag queens or the people that are being inappropriate.
2: I, I, I agree, but I just, I worry about it. I saw this headline today, uh, is 2023 the year that trans goes bust, meaning nearly 100 bills across 27 states target puberty blockers and other gender-reforming interventions? And this is only with regard to children with, with kids under 18 years of age. Uh, do you suppose that we're kind of waking up to this and saying, uh, you can do whatever with your body after 18 years old, but puberty blockers and surgery to a kid in puberty, I think, is monstrous? What, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, 100%. We're seeing a lot of the effects of that now. Look, if you follow Gays Against Groomers, we are not a political organization. We yeah. go across all you know all political lines. But we do have uh, trans men and women that are now detransitioning, and they themselves made the decision at too young of an age. And I yes. think that um, what you said, when you're an adult, you can make those decisions. But Young children cannot make uh, any type of decision that has to do with their body um, growing and puberty and stuff like that. It's just not good mentally, and it's not good for the future for them.
2: Well, I think that uh, you know. You look at uh, the amount of uh, uh, suffering that's happened in this country. You look at the uh, 48,000 suicides last year. You look at and I've got I've got two kids who are feeling the shrapnel of being like my son missed essentially two years of his college. I had to come home and live for you know six months and study, and then he couldn't go out. He couldn't see his friends. Had to wear a stupid mask. Blah blah blah. Uh, my mm-hmm. daughter same way with high school. And and to me they this is it's been a, a, a ungodly way. To to um, create a mental crisis with so many kids who are already teetering, and then so many who should be who should be caring, who should love kids, using this as an excuse to push to, to, to push kids to believing that their solution is to change genders. I mean, to me, this is just insane. Yeah, and
0: and look, when I was a little boy, I was a little <laughs> bit more effeminate. I liked to play with Barbies, and um, I, I liked to do you know, just kind of play with girl stuff. And yeah. if I would have been in this day and age, what if I would have been forced to transition at, say, the age of 14? Yeah. Um, I would be probably mentally destroyed uh, for the rest of my life. And I'm so happy that I grew up in the 80s and 90s because, look, my my parents had no problem with me playing with that stuff, but they didn't tell me I could be a girl. They yeah. just let me be me naturally.
2: And well, that's it used what I to... need to get back to. Well, it used to be, you know, boys play with guns, girls play with dolls. That's the way it is. But, you know, and this has gotten confused. You know, if you ever went to a Toys R Us, there's a reason why there's a boys section and a girls section. And it's because they have done studies and they have approached and they have, they literally have done market research on girls and market research on boys. And girls like some sorts of toys and boys like some sorts of toys. This isn't about making guns for boys to play with. It's going, oh, boys really like guns. Let's make play guns for them. That's what it's always been about. And to me, I don't care. You play with whatever. toy you want my wife was a what they call a tomboy what a dated term that is she was a tomboy she liked to be out in the mud and out in the dirt and she liked to play baseball and she liked to do all this but what would she do if she woke up and she was 27 years old when she you know was getting ready to you know when i met her and and she had had her breast removed and had a hysterectomy when she was 14.
0: right exactly yeah we we and we say save the tomboys all the time too because yeah 100% i mean can you imagine if she had an adult influence tell her, you know, you can be a boy when you grow up and your pronouns are these, them, or they, them. <laughs> it's like, look, I, I, I don't, we don't even, I don't understand any of the pronouns stuff either. I, I don't have a problem with it. I just don't understand it. And I think that they're confusing kids not only with wanting to transition or be a boy or a girl, but then they're adding all the fillers, all the extra stuff. And I think somebody said it best uh, he's getting a lot of hate for it, but Jeffrey Star is a well-known makeup uh, makeup artist, and he he's a, a trans or a drag queen, I think. But he said, "I don't. I think that people just got bored and just started making up pronouns." He's like, "I'm not against the LGBT community. I'm part of that community, but what are we doing here?"
2: I just think it makes it, it, uh, You know, if you're a serious adult. And and you are a serious adult. There's a point where you have to go. This is all nonsense. This is all nonsensical. I'm not going to play your game. I remember a couple years ago, a guy, a man, more a, a man who you know transitioned, goes into a literally goes into a gynecologist and says, "I want to have my annual exam." And this gynecologist says, "I'm not going to play your fantasy." I'm not. This is a fantasy. Sure. This is Falderall, All I'm not going to do this. But that same doctor, uh, I don't know exactly what's happened. But it, it, many people who you know, even even South Park. Did you see the bit last week? They did. I it was 20- just gonna say. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, think this this is that that was absolutely insane in 2013, and now it could get a doctor fired. What kind of sense does yeah. that make? <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> it, it it doesn't. I just posted on my Twitter today too. I'm kind of. I'm, I'm trying to wake up some of the drag queens because I think that it's definitely something where people don't understand. Look, drag is not only an art, but it's also these people's careers. Yes. If they speak up, they will be canceled. And I have been approached by many drag queens all over the country. And they're like, we agree with you, bro. Like, we don't want to come out on stage and see kids at our event. What do no. we do? Exactly. And You I mean, I, I I... have to speak up on it.
2: We've been to, we used to go to, there's a bar in uh, in Minneapolis called Gay 90s. We used to go to the drag show there because it was freaking great. The acts were right. great. The comedy was great. The performances were great. They these these uh, men dressed like women, looked like gorgeous. Marilyn Monroe, whatever. It was you know we we went to the one in D.C. It's I, it's an art, but I think it's, it's just is. been I think it's been hijacked, and I think that's a tragedy because I I think it's a legit. I mean even if you go to like the Dame Edno, who's not really a, a drag queen, I guess, but it's it's been kind of a staple of entertainment, and, and yeah. it's it's meant to be uh, it's meant to be uh, tantalizing. It's meant to be absurd. It's meant to be a lot of things, but it's not really meant to be taken seriously as a movement. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah,
0: okay. yeah. And I worked in you know, I worked in Chicago. I worked I bartended at, at many drag bars. I had tons of drag friends, and uh, hell, I even did it one year for Halloween. They dressed <laughs> me up in drag, and, and it's fun. But I remember in the early 2000s or the 90s, you know, uh, if there was a kid, we'd be like, "Girl, why is there a kid in here?" And yeah. now, yeah, it's, you know, and I think that's where I think that's where that nerve is is yeah. striking in people, where they're like, "Yo, do whatever you want, but please, please, please stay away from my kids,
2: please." Yeah, yeah.
0: And, they, they, a- and the parents have to have a role in that as well
2: as a an, an unserious note uh, there are few there are few who can comment on a woman's wardrobe choices uh, but gay men generally can you commented on Jill Biden's pixelated freaking i don't 8, eight bit video game dress uh give me you, and i saw your video this morning i mean what in the hell is she thinking you know, I at this point I think somebody's got to be trolling her. I mean, she doesn't have one gay friend to say, "Girl, that dress will I mean, I got to tell you she either looks like your mother's couch or an early version of Donkey Kong. I just <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and then she had she had some running uh. shoes on and I'm like, "Is she a mall walker or?" <laughs>
2: She's taking a break. She's taking her break from teaching classes. She's going to go for a little walk. Uh, listen, yeah. I, I do appreciate you joining me on the show today. And, and I, do, I, I worry about those who have hijacked the LGBTQ movement. And I, and I hope that and I, it may, it may uh, cause some extremists to, you know, to hate. Uh, but I, I don't think that, that most people think that gay people are completely down with all of this stuff. I Bullshit. don't. Anyway. I'm
0: glad because we are.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, God Godspeed, God bless my friend. Where can people find you on uh, on social media by the way?
0: I am Conservative Ant on Twitter and TikTok, uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can go ahead and check me out there and I have my merchandise links in my bio. All
2: right, it was it was really nice to have you on today. Have a glorious week, okay? You too. Thanks. All right, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson show.
1: If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: So the uh, U.S. Energy Department now claims COVID came from a lab. But U.S. agencies are still not willing to say COVID was dropped inter- uh, intentionally. That's like saying, uh, yeah, I smoked the joint, but I didn't inhale. It's like kind of inching toward the truth, but lying. That's what Bill Clinton did when he said that. Of course he smoked the joint, and of course he inhaled. Dear God. Uh, and everybody thought that was stupid back then, too. Uh, sorry to you uh, millennials who were in uh, you know, very young, or you, uh, you uh, Gen Zers who weren't born, but uh, that was a big deal way back in the early 90s when you couldn't say, eh, I smoked pot in college. So that's what they The U.S. Energy Department has come out and claimed that COVID was released from a lab, but uh, no American entity has yet to claim that the release was intentional, except for the Rob Carson show the last two years. There's that. This is Katherine Harrod. She moved over to CBS, and she actually kind of tells the truth and kind of is a journalist. She, uh, last year, admitted that uh, after t- almost three years that the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop, she was the only person, ABC, CBS, or ABC, NBC, I don't think they've even admitted that uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was real. Brian Stelter says, uh, by the way, this weekend, that he never claimed it was Russian disinformation. I have the audio to disprove that. But here is Catherine Herridge, a real journalist at CBS.
6: Well, good morning, Tony. Two sources familiar with the U.S. government's COVID-19 origins investigation tell CBS News there is new reporting from the Department of Energy that supports the lab leak theory as plausible. The sources confirm the Department of Energy has low confidence in the finding, first reported by the Wall Street Journal.
2: Now, uh, Joe Biden said when he took office that uh, they would do a 90-day investigation. They would find the origins of COVID. And he said after all of that, which they didn't do any investigation. It was bullcrap. They just said they were going to do it, and they never did it. Uh, And then they they just said, oh, yeah, it's inconclusive. Uh, nonsense.
6: Though it's not clear whether that reflects weak data or a limited amount of information. Or a
2: whole lot of denial. You couldn't even say it came from China. And you know who directed that? Yeah, the deep state, the DHS, the Department of Disinformation, the FBI, the CDC, the HHS.
6: Well, the new reporting is the NIH. classified, the sources say they believe it may be separate from an earlier analysis by the Department of Energy's Lawrence Livermore Labs, which is home to some of the government's most qualified biologists. That is so also pointed to a potential accidental lab leak in Wuhan, China.
2: Sure, it was accidental. That's why they kept the international flights going from Wuhan while they shut down the city. That's kind of interesting.
6: Well, there's no consensus among U.S. intelligence officials about how the pandemic started. The FBI and, you
2: know, they wouldn't have sold any vaccines had it, that virus gotten out of China. Those big pharma, they would have not made the billions and billions and billions of dollars in the government contracts and the boosters and the boosters and the boosters and all that.
6: Now the Energy Department had both found an accidental lab leak increasingly plausible. The U.S. government ultimately wants to nail down answers to not only how COVID-19 killed over a million Americans, but also how to prevent it from happening in the future, Tony.
2: Well, hopefully this will also mean that China will be held accountable and will have to pay. And we'll have to pay. Unbelievable. The Energy Department now joins the FBI in uh, saying the virus likely spread via a mishap. A mishap. It was a mistake from a country that's trying to weaponize viruses to take over the world. It was a mistake. Whoops. Dropped the vial. Son of a gun. Four other agencies, along with the uh, National Intelligence Panel, still judge uh, that it was likely the result of a natural transmission. Now they lie about everything else. We already know they lied about Hunter Biden's laptop. So you can trust them this time, right? Yeah. Kind of interesting. Uh, if China did release the COVID pandemic uh, intentionally, they had a reason to. This is according to uh, G- uh, Wall Street, no, Gateway Pundit. Uh, Trump was destroying the China economy because, you know, he went after China. He was a hawk. And they needed to get rid of Trump because they were hurting that was part of it too and the democrat party wanted to make sure that donald trump wasn't elected hey that kind of stuff that kind of stuff here's donald trump being asked about the uh, the virus by john roberts and my question is have you seen anything while he was still the brezzy at this point that gives you a high degree of confidence that the
5: wuhan institute of virology was the origin of this virus yes i have yes i have and i think that the world health organization should
2: be. Ashamed. By the way, that's uh, who the Biden administration wants to turn over our sovereignty with regard to uh, outbreaks of uh, viruses worldwide. Turn over our decision making process exclusively to the WHO, the same organization that screwed you and me over with regard to COVID. of themselves because they're like the public relations agency for China. <laughs> and this
5: country pays them almost $500 million a year. And China pays them $38 million a year. Weird. And uh, whether it's a lot or more, it doesn't matter. It's still, they shouldn't be making excuses when people make horrible mistakes. Yeah, yeah
2: and by the way, uh, Woody Harrelson on SNL uh, unveils a whole lot of stuff that's made a lot of leftists really mad. And I actually love him for it. We'll do that shortly. This is the Rob Carson Show.
8: Ah, uh, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on.
1: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: It is the Rob Carson Show, hour number three of the show today. In my uh, very clean spelling studio, by the way. I want to mention a new sponsor that we have on the show. It's Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It's this little air... Filtration system, and I had just heard about it, and I'm—I got to tell you, I'm blown away. And if you walk into my studio, you couldn't tell that uh, there was a—you know—was a, uh, you know, was a, a 12, ten by twelve box with a with a—you know—a man hidden here for six hours before the show. It smells clean. It smells like it just rained. I'm—it's it, O 03, okay, ozone, and it purifies the air. And you just plug it in the wall. I got one in the master bedroom, the kitchen, and the bathroom. And if you go to Eden Pure Deals. Discount code Carson will save you $200. And I would encourage you to do it and then write me. Email me, okay? The email I'm using now, I don't like. It's rcarson at newsmax.com. we got to find something catchy, but rcarson at newsmax.com. You order this. You try it. You will be blown away, okay? Edenpuredeals.com. Discount code Carson. Save $200. Three thunderstorm air purifiers under $200. Shipping free. Allergy season is coming. I just went outside. There's all sorts of pollen on Buck, my new Bronco. And so I know what's coming and I got it turned on. And it's where Eden Pure deals and use promo code Carson. So, you know, the big news this weekend was that a uh, uh, no, Wall Street Journal uh, article reported that the classified intelligence reportings by the Energy Department said the virus, the COVID virus, came from a, a lab in Wuhan. Well, duh. No kidding. Jim Jordan said, so the government caught up to what real America knew all along. Yeah. Okay. Other responses came as GOP uh, lawmakers ramped up investigations into the origin and allegations of government big tech censorship. Well, that happened. We know that happened. Disinformation, misinformation about everything. The 2020 election, COVID, COVID protocol, you couldn't take hydroxychloroquine, you couldn't take uh, ivermectin, you couldn't do anything. All you could do was go to the hospital and either die or live and maybe get hooked to a respirator, or uh, 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 a a, a breathing machine, a respirator, and you had an 85% chance of dying if they did that. Almost complete chance of dying if you were hooked up to a respirator. And I have more friends in my life, I have more connections in my life to people who died after being respirated for COVID than died of COVID exclusively. So you try to figure it out. I'm the luckiest man alive, I guess, and I don't know anybody who died exclusively of COVID. Honestly, I, I've been saying this forever. Here is, uh, this is Anthony Fauci. He, he swore that there was no gain of function going on, none, none of that going on. We, I, I don't know how many times I can say it, Madam Chair. We did not
9: fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology.
0: In our health lead, we now know that a bat coronavirus was enhanced in a lab.
2: Yeah, and then there's this. This is Anthony Fauci uh, saying that uh, it didn't come from the lab. If the point that you are making
9: is that the, vet, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. If it did come I came from the lab, but you, all the
0: evidence is pointing that it
9: came from the lab. You,
0: and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself.
2: Yeah, and we found out today that, yeah, it's whatever, what everybody thought. And, and I will go ahead and stand by it. I realize this is one study, but everybody knows this. Here is a little bit of, uh, of Fauci again. And where's Fauci been lately? He's all of a sudden real quiet. He's not a spokesman. He's not even a CNN contributor right now.
9: I have always said that the high likelihood is that this is a natural occurrence that the nih has not ever and does not now fund gain of function research in the wuhan institute that the most likely origin is a natural origin from an animal reservoir to human
2: nobody believes that I mean, there are some people who are, uh, you know, it, it's amazing, the mainstream media, uh, may, you know, if you just if you just uh, plug your ears, if you just act like it's not happening, honestly, uh, there are some people who really uh, don't, have never even thought about it because they only read the New York Times or they only read the whatever or only watch CBS, NBC, uh, PBS, PBR, BS, whatever the hell, you know. Some lawmakers also accuse Anthony Fout, the former leader of the head of the National Institutes of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, of colluding with big tech companies such as Facebook and Twitter, censoring stories about the lab leak theory. Yeah. They called it disinformation. Everything that was called disinformation and misinformation last year, if it were you yours opinion as a, as a conservative, you knew the truth. I said this. You know I've been saying this for a couple of years. And it's going to be proven true. Anytime you heard disinformation or misinformation, you know it's a government lie. No doubt about it whatsoever. And if you don't believe me, look at all the stuff that's been disproven in Hunter Biden's laptop. And now, you know, he was a natural occurring virus. Fauci knew this immediately but dismissed it because of funding for the Wuhan lab, says Eric Schmidt of Missouri. We know what happened next. When Fauci spoke, big tech censored. I expose this collusion as AG and I'll work to ensure this type of censorship never happens again. Yeah, this is Andy Biggs, a Republican from Arizona. Americans knew this from day one. Unfortunately, big tech and big government silenced them. Well, they did their level best. You know, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much tyrants can do to shut down the people uh, short of, you know, mass graves and mass executions. But otherwise, the truth is going to get out. And those who were in charge during all the malfeasance, they're going to be held accountable for it. Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson, he was on uh, SNL. He's a reliable leftist. He's a bat guano, crazy smoke, dope-smoking vegan, for crying out loud. And, uh, And here he is, straying from the script on SNL about COVID. Listen to this.
9: Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea?
2: Brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. (laughs) ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference brought to you by Pfizer CNN tonight brought to you by Pfizer I'm just saying you know know, maybe maybe there's a little grain of truth to uh, what Woody Harrelson said or maybe it's all true here he is again listen okay so the movie goes like
9: this the biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over, I threw
2: the script away. I mean, <laughs> who is going to believe that crazy idea? That's pretty insane that he did that. That's pretty nuts. Uh, and this is the uh, reaction on social media. Thank you, MSNBC or I- NBC SNL, for Woody Harrelson's insipid anti vax monologue. Who are you going to have guest host next? Scott Bale, Rob Schneider, Kevin Sorbo, maybe Kanye? Whenever anyone spews anti-vax stupidity, I always think of the countless videos of traumatized, crying doctors, nurses, and hospital workers who were climbing over bodies in COVID's early days. Yeah, where did those go? Where are the body pits? Where are the, where are the, uh, the class action lawsuits against Walmart for all the employees who died because they kept uh, Walmart open? Well, it's maybe because uh, there weren't mass casualties. Oh, and then there's this this morning, kind of interesting, you know, there's the studies about uh, the possibility. Even on the VAERS uh, reaction site, the government site, CDC site, was censored on social media for all of the vaccine injuries. Uh, minor league baseball player, one-time Mets pitching prospect Matt Pobriyeko, died suddenly of a heart attack on Friday. He was 31. Yeah. That interesting. And that, that on the heels of a, a lineman from uh, UNLV, 20 years old, dying of a heart attack last week. And a 12-year-old dying on a football field uh, a couple weeks ago on a football field in practice. And uh, I could go on and on. I could go on and on. Others uh, applauded uh, Harrell. It says, G- uh, get ready for some meltdowns. One Twitter anticipated Woody uh, Harrelson's sums up the COVID scam perfectly. Uh, Woody Harrelson calling out a Big Pharma on SNL is fire, according to the Hodge twins. Now, here is uh, Woody Harrelson talking to Bill Maher. And, uh, you know, Bill Maher even gets it. Even Bill Maher understands what's going on. And and he, uh, you know, if you just pay attention, do a little bit of research, maybe have a little bit of uh, an open mind, maybe have some common sense about you, you'll figure it out. Here is an interview that Woody Harrelson did with Bill Maher. These are two very left of center gentlemen. Here's the CDC
9: promoting that we have to do all of these things, right? I just, I don't like profiteering in war. You know, right. think of the billions of dollars that have gone to big pharma. But I'm, I was right. getting back mm-hmm. to my original yeah. point. The last people I would trust with my health is big pharma and big government, because neither one of those strike me as caring entities. Spoken you know?
5: as the
7: perfect redneck hippie. <laughs> really, if that message doesn't. I mean, qu- the they're notes. all about it's, profit. Exactly. They're all about
9: profit. And both sides and it's know that. the
7: profit they've made. I think they've done a lot of studies about vitamin D and how important it was when the people who had low levels, they were much more um, vulnerable to COVID. Why not tell people that? Can't
2: yeah. you make money selling vitamin D? Is it that kind of Oh, not the kind of money you can on a vaccine. What's the well, worst that could but, happen? But that's just it. Because the government ain't gonna buy vitamin D. They'll buy millions and millions of doses of a COVID vaccine, though, and a booster, and a booster, and a booster, and a booster. And there was only one thing, you know.
9: Ivermectin got made into a, you know, horse tranquilizer, uh, a horse whatever it is. Which it wor- is, but wor- also wor- used wor- by humans. Uh, it used by millions and millions. Of millions of,
2: I used it. It worked.
9: Uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine got uh, made ridiculous. Um, and there was only one thing that could work, and that's the vaccine, right? Yeah. And so, ultimately, said. because of that...
2: Yeah. yeah. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Left wing. This is John Stewart, a year ago on Stephen Colbert, stating the obvious about where COVID came from.
7: I, so, I, 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 oh, my if God. There's evidence I'd love to hear. It. There's I just don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan Novel Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. The oh, disease yeah. is the same name as the lab. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then I asked those scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute. You work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. Oh, yeah. And you're like, no. I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of I, your lab, wait. if you look at the name, look at the name. Can I... Let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, co- okay, wait, okay, wait, okay. Wait a second. Wait a what second. about this? What about this? Second. Listen to this. Wait a second. All right. John. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the (laughs) chocolate
2: factory. uh,
7: Maybe uh, that's it.
2: Yeah, this is just the beginning. There's more on the way. We're going to come back with uh, Scott Adams, the Dilbert creator, and his controversial remarks on race. This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: We the people. People are mad as hell. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: There are a lot of people who are trying to divide us, and they are also doing everything they can to silence conservatism. I mean, it's it's very clear. We had a government agency, literally paying a company to produce a disinformation uh, index and uh, and chase money away from conservative uh, publishers and conservative networks like Newsmax. It was paid for by the State Department. So uh, it's it's very clear that uh, this disinformation, misinformation thing was created uh, by the government and, uh, and endorsed by the DHS. They created a Department of Disinformation, for God's sake, and, uh, and so they, they, there was an attack on conservatives, an attempt to, uh, you know, silence any sort of opposing view of the government narrative. That's without a doubt. That is without a doubt. There is so much evidence. It is, it is quantified. It is, it is out there. The argument is over. There is much more evidence of this than global warming, which they had to change to climate change to cover everything. Oh, and did you see the glorious video from California of all the snow and rain and, and, you know, California's undergone a drought, which, you know, climate change, and the droughts are going to become more prolific grand droughts, and the rivers are going to dry, and, and then all of a sudden, oh, my God, they get an epic snowstorm. And, and God, literally, the hand of God, has touched California and brought in glorious, glorious sheets of rain and snow in, in a bunch of big storms, which is natural, by the way. It, it's natural. These are cyclical. And in uh, the the river in in LA, which is a little trickle in a in a in a concrete culvert where they filmed the race scene from Greece and terminated when he was driving the motorcycle and being chased by the guy in the semi tractor trailer. You know, that's and that's full of water now. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Al Gore. Uh but anyway, Dilbert creator Scott Adams claims that uh well, he 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 said this about uh um, I guess racial division of the. He was trying to make a point. Um, it was indelicate at worst, and it was racist. At, it was indelicate at best. It was racist at worst. And uh, he he had looked at this study about uh, uh, what many African Americans feel about black people in the country, which I, I think is this 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 poll. I thought really wasn't much to base any sort of real observation on. But here is uh, Scott Adams uh, sharing what got him fired. Uh, it got him pulled from basically every newspaper in the country. Uh, since saying this actually doubled down on his remarks and said that Don Lemon said the same sort of views on uh, black people uh, that got him canceled from a... Uh, 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 the, uh, the commentary he did in two thousand and thirteen that aside here 's uh, Scott Adams with what got him uh, removed from so many newspapers.
5: It just feels like i 'm tired of all the warnings. it just doesn 't even feel real anymore. you know on a logical basis, the one thing that Putin could do to lose would be a nuclear war provocative little poll today
2: i don 't know what the that was all about, but anyway here's the here 's the uh, meat and potatoes.
5: They said, uh, do you agree or disagree with the statement, uh, it's okay to be white? That was an actual question. Rasmussen asked, you know, white and black voters, and, and probably others, uh, do you disagree or agree with the statement, it's okay to be white? 26% of blacks said, uh, no, it's not okay to be white. 21% weren't sure. Add them together, that is 47% of black respondents were not willing to say it's okay to be white. That, that actually, that's like a real poll. Okay,
2: that is from Rasmussen. And here is what he took from it. And this is what got him in real
5: hot water. So if, if you know nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the f*** away. Where, wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this.
2: Uh, this can't be fixed. Ah. Uh... uh. You see, what he's talking about there is not a fait accompli. It is uh, what the left has been attempting to do to us for years, and they really put the pedal to the metal on it. Him saying that about moving away from black people does not serve anybody any good. I can understand possibly the point he's making, but no, bullcrap, Scott. I mean, Just not, not acceptable. That is not acceptable, Scott Adams. But then you look at these other things, like, for instance, okay, um, let's see here. Uh, school District's Black Lives Matter force Task Force creates lesson plans for 7th through 12th graders uh, about the daily effects of white privilege. California School District's Black Lives Matter Task Force created Black History Month lesson taught to 7th and 8th graders the daily effects of white privilege and implicit bias. So while Scott Adams said that across the country schools and individuals are trying to separate us on racial lines and some of that is taking hold and i'll share what that's all about in a minute but here's the number 800-922-6680 this is the rob carson show
1: The left has been trying to get you to hate America for 50 years. And we're fighting it, and we're fighting it hard. Guess what? It ain't working. It's the Rob Carson Show.
5: And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the f*** away. Wherever you have to go, just get away.
2: That sounds kind of like white flight. That is uh, uh, Scott Adams. He's a creator of Dilbert. And uh, I don't agree with what he said, by the way. I don't think we're to that point. But there are a lot of people who are trying to drive a wedge between us. Uh, And and I mentioned earlier, you know, this whole uh, East Palestine thing kind of laid bare to a lot of people. And and I also uh, made the comparison that there are two groups of people in this country that Democrats, the Democrat Party, and largely the deep state don't give a crap about. One of them is uh, inner-city black people, and I might mention other uh, people of color in the inner cities, because Democrats can reliably expect their votes. So they don't give a crap. They always, what they do, and I've said this before, I haven't said it in a while, what the Democrat Party does, they promise uh, people of color the moon and the stars before every election, and then the election happens, and the next morning Democrats leave some money on the dresser and get up and leave. It happens every year. Every time, Donald Trump asked people of color, he said, what have you got to lose? And now look at Baltimore. And now look at Detroit. And now look at every city. Memphis. Look what the Democrat Party hath wrought. It's unbelievable. Yes, I said hath wrought. It's like almost Shakespearean. It's like I almost know what I'm talking about. It's kind of weird. And you got this—you uh, know, Black Lives Matter curricula being taught. Uh, you've got a, there was a guy I believe it was in L.A. He was riding his bike, and a, and a man of color uh, got out of his car and started screaming racial epithets at the man and beat him to death. Shot him, beat him. I think he shot him dead. Story's gone. Story's gone. In Memphis, five black police officers beat a black man to death. Barack Obama says that we got to change the police. Even though they changed the police, they defunded the police, they screwed up everything, wrecked everything. And then all of a sudden that story's gone. It's like the narrative didn't fit anymore. It's weird, right? Or maybe they're just trying to destroy us. Maybe they're just trying to pit us against each other. But East Palestine showed us that uh, there's another group of people that the deep state could give a crap about as well. And that is poor white people who vote Republican. So they hate Republicans for not voting for Democrats, and they abuse people of color for reliably voting Democrat because they know they can do anything and they won't vote Republican. You see what I mean? Duh. I mean, am I saying anything you're going to argue with? I don't think so. But back to Scott Adams. He said, like I said, "At, at, at the least, very indelicate, at the worst, racist. And not a solution to anybody's problem by saying that. It's ridiculous because most people, that, that Rasmussen poll, well, there are people, I, I choose not to think the worst of black people. And, and, and you know, whenever something happens, whenever there's a, uh, you know, whatever happens, it, the Democrats are always the first to blame Americans and say it's our problem. No, no, it's not. It's not widespread. I just got a, a, <clears throat> a note from Sam. He says, thanks for constantly making light bulbs literally explode in the heads of most of my lifelong blind Democrat voting co-workers. Most of them are people of color who live in the inner city. He said it's almost like watching a life born, a life being born. So he's got his co-workers listening to the show. Even though this is a, a, a conservative show, people of color can listen to it. I don't care if you're purple. I don't care what color you are all i care about is that we all can live the american dream and there are some people who are trying to drive a wedge in that there are some people who are trying to destroy that and i said this last week i said when you say that america is so institutionally racist you are whizzing on the graves of the greatest people who have revolutionized history have become the most historical figures in the history of mankind like like Rosa Parks, like Martin Luther King Jr., like uh, Michael Jordan, like uh, 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 Clarence Thomas, like Thurgood Marshall, like uh, George Washington Carver. I mean, I could go on and on all the glory, all the glory, all the incredible uh, more than any other country. More th- where is the Martin Luther King Jr. of Chad? Oh yeah, not there. Not there. Uh, Back to uh, back to uh, a little bit more from uh, Scott Adams again, who is I mean, his career is pretty much over and he's fine with it. He decided to go out with a blaze of glory, making a point about racism, not a very uh, good point about racism, asking, saying that white people, people should. uh, And I don't know what what was in his mind, to be quite honest. I don't know if Scott Adams is racist. You don't know that he is. So there you go, Scott Adams.
5: So I realized, um, as you know, I've been identifying as black for a while, years now.
2: That's part of uh, satire and using humor to make a point and absurdity.
5: Because I like, you know, I like to be on the winning team, and I like to help. And I, I always thought, well, if you help the black community, that's sort of the biggest lever. You know, you could you can find the the biggest benefit. So I thought, well, that's the hardest thing and the biggest benefit. So I'd like to focus a lot of my life resources in helping black Americans. So much so that I started identifying as black to just be on the team I was helping.
2: Yeah, and he's making fun of this identification movement. We had a woman last week who spent her whole life, she's white, and she decided to identify as a Middle Eastern woman. We had Rachel's dull as all and all that
5: crap. But it turns out that nearly half of that team uh, doesn't think... uh, I'm okay to be white.
2: Now, that's according to the Rasmussen poll. Then I saw this this morning, and you see a lot of this. It's okay to be overtly racist if you're not a white person. It is, and I, this could be uh, Asians being anti-white, uh, Middle Eastern people, anti-white, whatever. But it's okay. And this is a little montage that I saw this morning online. Uh, and the, this features African Americans talking about white people.
4: What are white people superior at? What
2: exactly are white people superior
4: at?
10: They're real good at violence.
4: Violence. Genocide. It's like stealing people's lives just because they feel like it. If you are white, and you know this is happening, and you say nothing, then you're a killer too.
3: What exactly
0: are white people superior at?
10: Insecurity. Pretending. Fear. Being fearful of nothing. Being ignorant.
4: Blame. Letting their egos control their every move. Superior at being dicks
10: what exactly are white people superior at oppression gaslighting lack of empathy intellectualizing oppression did i say oppression what exactly are white people superior at
3: taking what's not there taking shit
10: taking our ideas copycat
3: gentrification
2: yeah there you go so it's okay to have that kind of absolute racism that's absolutely racist there's no doubt about it. They're making generalizations about people who were born a certain way. So you can understand where, you know, the debate started. Do I think that Scott Adams uh, said things? That, I think he did a really crappy job trying to make a point. I thought it was really a bad way to make a point. I, I, do I believe that he is? I don't know. If, I, I I doubt he is a racist. I think he just really made a just a stupid blunder trying to make a point. But, you know, he's he's done. He's out of the picture. He's out of the picture. But you can have things like, like listen, listen to this. Scottsdale parents are calling for the removal of a superintendent who called white people problematic. Okay? White people problematic is what this, uh, this administrator said. Just an entire, doesn't matter that half of the kids are and all that stuff parents of the Scottsdale Unified School District meeting to call for the removal of a superintendent, Scott Menzel, who said that white people have a problematic racial identity. There's a misperception that educational equity is really only for ethnically and, r- and racially diverse districts, but white people have racial identity as well as, in fact, problematic racial identity that we typically avoid. He also went into endorse White Fragility, a book by critical race theorist Robin DiAngelo that claims white people are the benefic- beneficiaries of systematic racism. So this sort of crap is going on all over the place uh, here's another this is another story white uh, student at washington state elementary school told his mother he can't join a club at school uh with his friends because it's uh it's open only to students of color and the mother said the school club is promoting segregation and they are and they are. The club at Centennial Elementary School in Olympia is exclusively for students who identify as black, indigenous, or people of color. My son came home and said that they came into the classes, that they, they were promoting this, and talked it up to the students. Then he found out that since he was white, he wouldn't be able to go. That's quite a blow for a kid who just plays out at a recess with the kids regardless of the skin color. Pretty remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. They, they have their friends that want to play with uh, at lunch, and a fourth or fifth grader can't understand why they can't play with their friends. An anonymous parent uh, uh, provided KOMO-TV with an email exchange with uh, Principal Shannon Ritter, who said the club for fifth graders meets weekly during lunch to hang out, talk about their experiences, and build connections and confidence. The station uh, said the exchange indicates the club is limited to BIPOC students, so other kids can't go. That is segregation. You're seeing uh, 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 safe spaces on campus only for people of color. And to me, that is the ultimate absurdity because I've always said, well, if you're going to go there, why don't you do uh, restrooms and drinking fountains? See, this is what happens when you're ignorant of history. You repeat it. You're doomed to repeat it. That's an old saying uh, from Abraham Lincoln, I believe. Those who who, uh, are ignorant of history uh, are doomed to repeat it. It is, uh, it is quite, uh, quite remarkable, to be quite honest. And, th- and there's a reason for it. And there's a reason for it. Here is uh, Tulsi Gabbard talking about the ways that uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Marxists in the, in the government are trying to separate us on everything gender, all of this, guys, all of this division, all this anger, this internal strife that we feel every day is, is not created by you and me. It's created by outsiders who are trying to tear us apart. I really, really believe this. This is Tulsi Gabbard. She was a Democrat she's now an independent
4: yeah you know Jesse what what we're seeing here is their philosophy identity politics and this is one of the main reasons why I left the Democratic Party because you are seeing how their agenda of identity politics she's going to
2: use the n-word okay she's going to use the n-word
4: is direct and it's not that one directly undermining the traditional Democratic values that were expressed so beautifully and clearly by dr. Martin Luther King that we should judge each other not based on the color of our skin But based on our character, and yeah. yet, as you have displayed here over and over with example after example, they're proud to be judging people, hiring people, selecting people based on race. Which is really, let's be clear, how serious of a problem this is. It's based on genetics, race, uh, based on your blood, your genes, and and where do we see that connection? Well, these are the very same geneticist core principles embodied by Nazism and Adolf Hitler.
2: Whoa, 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 that's the other N-word. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Did you know that uh, Margaret Sanger, the woman who created Planned Parenthood, was a dedicated eugenist? Did you know that? She was also a racist. A little bit more from Tilsey.
4: You you look at the core uh, values and core principles of Adolf Hitler and Nazis, and what is it based on? It's based on genetics. This is, this is that philosophy of geneticism and discriminating against people based on their genes. And that's the issue here. Really, when you cut to the core of it, when they're standing there saying, hey, we are proud to be selecting people solely based on race.
2: That is now codified in federal law. Joe Biden signed an executive order to codify racism in government hi-
4: hiring and staffing. Uh, that that is alarming to me on so many levels. You see them, oh, we are gonna select someone based on their race, based on their gender, these immutable characteristics that we're born with. Uh, This goes against, again, the very vision our founders had for us. It goes against traditional democratic values. And most of all, the American people deserve to know that those in positions of power and leadership are putting their interests first, regardless Ah. of race or gender. Ah, so they're benefiting from it. Those in power benefit from this derision. Or religion or politics or anything else. That's the responsibility of our leaders, and that's what we, the American people, deserve.
2: That is pretty remarkable, isn't it? And I have said this from day one, and I... um... I know we're going to get through this. I do. Because I don't see this on on my street. I don't see this in my hood. And we have a very diverse neighborhood. But they're doing their level best to tear us apart. And uh, I think what it's going to do is bring us together, to be quite honest. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. To
1: all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: All right. Uh, let's go to the phones here. We got Eileen in Santa Cruz, the home of Glorious KSCO, one of our massive affiliates in California. Hello, Eileen. How are you?
10: Hi. Great. Great. Uh, thanks, Rob, for taking my call. You covered so many great um, subjects today. Thank you. I, um, but you, you have been talking about um, a Marxism and Mm. Uh, it, and I, I think it's really affecting what you guys are going through at Newsmax mm. uh, because uh, uh, did you were you ever able to, to get that book The, the Naked Communist by um, uh, let's see uh, um, let's, let's see ah, uh, he, uh, Skalsen, it, he was a former FBI uh, special agent, uh, Leon Scalzen. He wrote a book in 1958 that was entered into the congressional um, uh, record.
2: I, I was not, I have not seen that yet, but I did Google the naked communist, and I got some really interesting uh, OnlyFans pages. Yeah, well, it's a i just kidding, I'm kidding.
10: <laughs> so number 20, number yes. 20 in the list of 45 goals of the communists, um, that, that are described in this book, written in 1958. Uh, number yes. 20 is infiltrate the press. Yeah. Uh, number 21 is, uh, let's see, um, uh, uh, disc- discredit the founding fathers. Of course. Uh, number uh, 37, it was uh, uh, take o- in- infiltrate and gain control of big business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what we're, was, that's what you guys are dealing with is it, because social media has become the big business. It's a it's merger of the media and. Corporations, like one hundred percent,
2: and and one hundred percent, and like uh, big big pharma, they spend millions and millions of dollars on different news outlets, and so those news outlets will not cover any story that disparages exactly. the uh, the big corporation. I mean, seriously, that's what happens. And, and these people in their in their in their newsrooms, th- it comes down from the boss. No stories on Pfizer. No stories on Hillary Clinton. They did that. Hillary Clinton with with MSNBC. They said no bad stories on Hillary Clinton. Now she's not a corporation, but there are those on high who uh, you are one 100- of percent right uh eileen i'll check it out the naked Communist and and the and the communist manifesto they all spell it out very clear and and, and then, what's that go ahead
10: yeah i'm sorry so the, so you you often talk about the class of 68 yes and uh, there's a new movie out called the jesus revolution yes you
2: i am aware of it i want to watch it
10: yeah it's great it's a great okay. film and uh, it. it's it's really what will unify people, like what you're saying. We, 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 they're continuously trying to bring division. And, uh, and that, that, you know, uh, God is who can unite us because we are one race, one blood, the human race.
2: Amen. Eileen, you are exactly right. Thank you for the call. She is exactly right. And it isn't necessary. It's about a spiritual awakening. It is about coming together for the the betterment of all of us. Uh, And I think it's underfoot. I really, really do. She mentioned Newsmax. We're trying to get back on DirecTV. Uh, Apparently, DirecTV sent a letter to Congress. Uh, Ted Cruz has read it. Here's his response.
1: Listen, the, the, their answers, they have failed to answer the questions that we asked. I'm going to continue pressing them and pressing them hard. And let me be clear, clear, Chris, my objective is for Newsmax to be back on DirecTV. It's important. Millions of Texans enjoy watching Newsmax. I enjoy watching Newsmax, and I think viewers ought to have a choice. And and, and we've seen too many, too many players in corporate America give in to censorship, give in to the left, saying, silence voices we don't like.
2: Think about the damage the left has done to this country uh, with Newsmax on, uh, on DirecTV and Fox and OAN. And think of the damage they could do without OAN. They're already gone. Newsmax already gone. Think about it. Uh, go to I want will you? I want and they'll direct you to uh, either DirecTV or your congressional representative and make it known you want newsmax back on DirecTV. This is important. It's not just because I work there. It's about speech. It's about we're finally beginning to turn this around. I really believe we are. We can all come together. All of us can come together. Let's take a break, come back, wrap things up. This is the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. I uh, hope you'll check out the podcast. This is a real good one. Uh, Just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. In the meantime, have a glorious day. God bless you. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. See you then.
8: Uh, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on.